Tune in to the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Be a part of this challenging but life-changing show discussing men versus males, educational issues, parenting tips, and learning how to be faithful in trying times. That's the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call in and be a part of the show at 347-855-8867 on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Remember, positive communication is the key to success. Powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. This is the 15-minute lunch break with Pastor Hugh J. Harmon. Today, I want to talk to leaders again, but this time, I'm led to address what I call the Lone Ranger Syndrome. Immediately, I could imagine the looks on some of your faces. As celebrated as the television series character was back in the 70s and 80s, called the Lone Ranger. If someone calls you a Lone Ranger today, it's tantamount to an insult. It garners ideas of someone that's not a great team player. Lone Rangers today are those who strike out on their own and are sometimes considered um, those who have real challenges with submission. Lone Rangers are those who love to lead, but who seem to neglect honoring and respecting that there's a team behind them or working alongside them. I've known my share of Lone Rangers and at time. In my edu- and at one time in my educational experience and career, when I first stepped into leadership role outside of the classroom and from leading students to leading fellow colleagues as a great team leader, I know that at times I was viewed as a lone ranger because I hated to lose, still do, or to be viewed as a failure, and I still do. So when I saw that there was a, some team project that needed to be completed or that was yet undone, I would go ahead and complete it for the team and put everyone's name on it. I was a different kind of Lone Ranger. For me, it wasn't necessarily about getting the credit, but it was about not standing by and seeing something incomplete and then ultimately getting the blame for it not being done. That was even though I was part of a team, I was challenged with delegation. I always felt that others wouldn't do it as well as I could, so I just went ahead and did it myself. There's a scripture in Galatians chapter 2 and verse 9 where Paul talks about when he was chosen to go and take the gospel to the Gentiles. It says these words, Galatians chapter 2 and 9, and recognizing the grace that God had bestowed on me, James and Cephas and John, who were reputed to be the pillars of the Jerusalem church, gave to me and Barnabas, the right hand of fellowship, so that we could go to the Gentiles with their blessing and they to the circumcised Jews. The text says that a blessing was put on Paul and Barnabas. As great as Paul became and as much as Paul is seen as a lone ranger, when we find out that he wrote pretty much two thirds of what we recognize as the New Testament, We understand that Paul wasn't sent out on his own. He was sent with help and his help at that time was Barnabas. The mass vigilante of the Wild West and his trusty sidekick Tonto may have been the two paragons of virtue in the cowboy days. 
However, we know that much of what they accomplished in terms of capturing robbers and crooked cattle ranchers and wayward bounty hunters on the windy plains was more the fodder of cinematography than it was the reality of crime fighting. Numbers did not matter to the Lone Ranger and Tonto. Being outgunned didn't matter either because he, the Lone Ranger, would somehow get his way out of a sticky situation or he would get out without ever having to reveal his identity. Then he and Tonto would ride off into the sunset on Silver and his trusty horse partner. As we watched the Lone Ranger, we knew that within 30 minutes, the crime would be solved and our guy, the amiable mass crusader, would be crowned hero again. As spiritual leaders, as CEOs, as leaders of a nonprofit, we can from time to time get into the practice of having a hero complex. We from time to time want to be given some credit like the Lone Ranger got the credit. As much work as Tonto did to help the masked man that helped often went uncredited. Every episode would end with persons being saved, commending Lone Ranger to a questioning onlooker who wanted to know who the masked man was that had saved the day. And adding even more to the lore of it all was the fact that the Lone Ranger seldom introduced himself. He left his work, he let his work speak for itself. But let's keep in mind this was a television series meant to entertain and based on an imagined figure that roamed the Wild West looking for ways to be of help and assistance to people in an era of rampant lawlessness. Lone Ranger leadership today, however, is passe. If you aren't building capacity beyond Tonto, you aren't building. If you're thrilled with the attention that you get when folk act like they can't church without you, you're probably caught in the hero matrix. If you're more focused on the system and how you can gain expertise and acclaim from the system than on the people who make up the system and the people who are working alongside you in the system, then you'll soon be maintaining a monument with great memories, more so than a movement with an awesome destiny. We become like the Lone Ranger syndrome when we get myopic about the work of ministry. To get myopic is to put on blinders and to become laser focused on only what you can do for the individuals that you serve as the lead pastor or the ministerial leader or the manager or the CEO or the department chief. When you do this, you neglect the key leadership characteristic of delegation. That was my struggle. Delegation empowers others to become your extensions in the company, in the school, in the earth, in the church, in the ministry, and not just the tontos in your life, but everyone that has a call on their life to impact what is happening around your life. Lone Rangers thrive on being the only one that has the answer or the solution. Can I give you a secret? We will never have all the answers and the solutions, but that does not disqualify us from being the leader. I would admit I viewed some episodes of The Lone Ranger when he asked Tonto for his advice and Tonto ably offered his suggestion and it ultimately helped them to resolve the issues altogether. Nevertheless, The Lone Ranger was the only one that got any credit 
from the once affected victims. As a ministry leader, as a leader of a corporation, as the executive director of a nonprofit, as someone trying to start to, to work with a startup, whatever it is that you have found yourself to be a leader in, a coach, a manager, you should be working your way out of a job by equipping your subordinates with the skills, with the aptitude and the intellect necessary to lead when you're absent or ultimately take over leadership when your time is up. If you really and truly are dedicated to the survival and the preservation of the system, which is much bigger than you as an individual, you ought to be ready to empower and equip others to take the reins. Intentionally train and promote from within to create a network of leaders that find value in the ministry, in the company, in the service that you're offering and can add value to the ministry, the company, the service that you're offering because of their gifts and because of their talents. What are some of the practices that you can put in place to ensure that you do not become a culprit charged with the lone ranger complex? I want you to think about that. I want you to consider that. I want you to hold that in mind. When we think about Paul, who uttered those words in Galatians chapter two and verse nine, I don't think Paul thought that he would become as great as he ultimately became. I don't think Paul was considering uh, that he was going to become a Lone Ranger. But we also got to take in perspective and context who Paul was and ultimately how he became as significant as he did become. The Bible talks about when Paul was on his on the road to Damascus and Paul was on that road to Damascus because in that season of his life, he was an enemy of the church. He was an outright enemy of the way. And Paul was trying to find ways to arrest anyone that followed Jesus's teaching. He thought it was an affront to the ways of God. Bible said he had gone to the Sanhedrin, which was the ruling Jewish government of the day and got papers which authorized him and gave him license to go into the house of believers and arrest them and bring them before the Sanhedrin council. It says on his way to Damascus to do that very thing, he was struck off of his horse and a voice from heaven say, why do you kick against the pricks? Why do you fight against me? And it was Jesus talking to Paul. The story says that Paul was struck blind and he had to be led into the city by some friends. The story also says that while Paul was in the city at, a, at the house of a man named Simon the Tanner and, you know, struck blind and just laying there in fear and considering what he had gone through, that God spoke to a servant of his. Jesus spoke to a servant of his called Ananias, who also lived in that city. And told Ananias, I need you to go over to the Simon the Tanner's house because there's a man, Paul, there that's laying blind, struck blind. And that man, Ananias, recognized that name, Paul, and said to God and said to Jesus, do you know who that man is? That's the man that's been throwing us in jail. Jesus had a conversation with Ananias and Jesus told Ananias, well, I know who he is, but I've chosen him to be a vessel of mine to go into the world and to preach the gospel. And I need you to go lay hands on him so that he may gain his sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that Ananias went over and did exactly as Jesus had told him to do. Maybe he was fearful. Maybe he was apprehensive that by doing that, that he would get himself in trouble. But the Bible says that when Paul arose, 
now with new eyes, filled with the Holy Spirit, he immediately began to preach the gospel. Wow. But before that, Jesus tells Ananias, this man, Paul, that you're going to lay hands on and whose eyes are going to be open because you lay hands on him, who's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit because you lay hands on him, who's going to be change, a changed man because you lay hands on him. He's going to go through much for my name's sake. So Paul, who wrote two thirds of the Bible and who was called by Peter, James and John and sent out by these men who had followed intimately with Jesus and who was teamed with Barnabas and ultimately later on with Silas to go out and take the gospel to the Gentile world. As much as Paul might be viewed as a long ranger because he's given much credit for two thirds of the Bible, that long ranger character, Paul, had to go through a great deal to earn that moniker of lone ranger. So sometimes when we look at lone rangers, we think that these are people that are full of themselves. I want to encourage you this afternoon as we close this 15 minute lunch break that you may be a Lone Ranger. You may be considered a Lone Ranger. You may be viewed as a Lone Ranger. Don't worry about it. Don't beat yourself up about it. Don't necessarily have to glory in it, but understand this. There's a price attached to being a Lone Ranger. I'm signing out. I'll leave these words with you. Be encouraged. Don't allow yourself to be kind of, to be the kind of notorious Lone Ranger that's talked about because they take all the credit and don't give the credit to others, but become the kind of Lone Ranger that even though you might be empowered to do a great work and get all of the public credit for it, never forget the team that's working alongside you and find ways to honor, reverence, respect, and show gratitude for them working with you. Have a blessed day. See you later. Tune in to the Bridging the Gap radio show, hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Be a part of this challenging but life-changing show discussing men versus males, educational issues, parenting tips, and learning how to be faithful in trying times. That's the Bridging the Gap radio show. Hosted by Pastor Hugh Harmon, live every Sunday at 5 p.m. Call in and be a part of the show at 347-855-8867 on Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Remember, positive communication is the key to success. Powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network.